Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Definitely check out the CW's new superhero series, Naomi, premiering Tuesday, January 11th at 9, 8 central on The CW. If you don't know Naomi, she's a girl with a plan, top of her class, life of the party, in charge of her future, until a reality-defying event sets her on a mission. Watch Naomi and her ride-or-die crew embark on a wild, terrifying hunt for answers. Catch the premiere of Naomi, the CW's new series, Tuesday, January 11th at 9, 8 central. Or stream it free the next day on the CW app. And now, Mystery Theater. Brought to you in part by True Value Hardware. Your store of first choice. Marshall. Welcome to the world of primeval dread, to the fear you can hear. Do things have souls? Do natural forces embody malicious spirits? That was the primitive belief of mankind, stifled, they say, by the rise of civilization. But is it dead? Or does there move within us still the distorted shadow of some long-forgotten lore, dark images we dare not face? Jeff Moore never found the answer, 
But the question shattered his life. I defy you. You called me and I'm here, Chindi. I'm here. I defy you. No. No. Jeff, 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 don't what? wake up. What? It's a dream. You're having a nightmare. Oh, Katie. Katie, that terrible dream again. It's a storm. The horse again. The horse galloping toward me. Rider wrapped in a long black shroud. When he turned his face to me, it was a mass of melting flesh. It was the face of the man we buried out there in the sand. Especially for the Mystery Theater by Mary Jane Higby and stars Ruby Dee and Mandel Kramer. The main character of our drama tonight will never appear. I think you will feel his presence, however, as thousands have felt it through the long centuries that brought us out of the prehistoric cave to the place where we now stand. As Jeff and Katie Moore, a young couple from New England, felt it among the stark cliffs of the Southwest. But let Katie tell you about it. That storm last night shook this old house like a penny shaking a I lay trembling in my bed while it crashed its way towards us and burst in a roar overhead. Jeff started screaming in his sleep. The way he does nowadays. And I ran into comfort. Help me. Please help me. Jeff, Jeff, darling, wake up, wake up. This is the storm. It's the horse again. The horse galloping toward me, the rider wrapped in a long black shroud. Suddenly he turned his face to me and it was a mass of melting flesh, the face of the man we buried out there in the sand. Government bungling. 
months ago, they sent out some fancy eastern engineers. First thing they did was pull out the bridge that was here and move it ten miles downriver. Never stopped to find out there was a house 20 miles back, and this bridge was the only access. Oh, dear. Well, what do we do? Yeah, the jeep won't make it through the gully. Yeah. At least I, I think it will. I better walk down first, though, to make sure. You shall I come with you? No. No use both of us getting our feet wet. Well, I can see why he said we'd never make it in our own car. Honey, when I think of your uncle sinking all of his money in this godforsaken country... Godforsaken? Quite beautiful. Come on, darling. You've seen too many John Wayne movies. It's valuable land. I know, I know. And I'm lucky. I married a beautiful woman who turned out to be an heiress. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't know my Uncle Bush was making me his heir. I'd have thought you were marrying me for my vast holdings. <laughs> and I just hope that among the vast holdings, he left a bottle of scotch. Because <laughs> I'm going to need it if Joe Purdy manages to get us across these craters of the moon. Well... I just wanted to be sure that there was no quicksand. We're really going down into that ravine. Yep. Here we go. Oh, it's awfully steep, isn't it? Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm made it. It shook up, but sorry, folks. Oh. Well, that's the little Yaki River. River? Said it wasn't a quart of water in it. Don't not now. Don't you ever try what I just did. Come a flash flood, and it'll be a wall of water rushing down. You know, I've seen little jackrabbits caught in it. Even rattlesnakes. That's why your uncle was so mad about that bridge. You can't get to your land from the new one without scaling the cliff. What? Mr. Purdy, wait a minute now. Are you saying that once you leave us, we're completely cut off, trapped? Oh, no. The ranch hands can always get you out. Uh, Kenneth, he's your foreman. Talks English real good. Well, what are the others talking? Their own language. They're Indians. Indians? Why didn't anybody tell us all this? Well, now, I wouldn't worry. Well, your uncle had the best ranch hands in the state. That's why Antelope Valley's such a fine money-making outfit. Well, not yet. Don't borrow trouble. Wait till we get there. See what it's like. I know what it's like. Flash floods, quicksand, rattlesnakes, and six feet of snow. Katie? We're moving into a trap. But just misgivings faded when Antelope Valley lay spread before us. A long white L-shaped house, half hidden in cottonwood trees and bordered by bright flowers. And winding in the distance, the gully that marked the upper course of the little Yaki. Some Indians were standing around the corral. I waved, but they only stared back. And here we are, folks. Well, after what we've been through, this is kind of like Shangri-La, isn't it? We'll just get the luggage out. Oh, there's your foreman. Hi, Ken. Hi, Joe. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Moore, Kenneth Yazzie. Yes. Nice to meet you, Kenneth. I'll help with your bags. Well, thank you. And if you'll excuse me, I'll get back to work. We're just finishing up. Uh, all right, if I show you around later. Oh, oh yes. Of course. The uh, freezer's well stocked, isn't it, Ken? Sure is. A couple of sides of beef and a lot of game. Now, don't you carry anything, Mrs. Moore. Just get the door for us, please. I've had the house open and airing for you all day. 
What a nice room. What a great fireplace. Look at this. You wouldn't expect a picture window in a ranch house, now would you? Oh, your uncle built himself a real modern... Oh, oh, look, look, up on the hill. (gasps) What a beauty. Oh, you mean the horse. Hey, that's a Palomino, isn't it? What? Isn't that a Palomino out there? Oh, it's gone. I think you must be mistaken. I think you saw a deer. No, no, it was a horse. Oh, it was a wonderful golden mane. I'm going to get some sugar and see if I can't... No. Leave it alone. Why, Ken? That horse is no good, Joe. What do you mean? There's a bad feeling about that horse, Mrs. Moore. Leave her alone. She doesn't belong here. Whose horse is it? Bad feeling. Don't go near her. Let her go. But doesn't she belong to us? Doesn't she? Believe me, Mrs. Moore. You staying overnight, Joe? <laughs> no, no. I have to get back to the office. The title company won't run itself, you know. Well, you'll stay and have a drink with us, won't you? Uh, the boys want to talk to you, Joe. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll go out to the corral and say hello and, uh... <laughs> yes, Mr. Moore, I reckon i better have one for that road. We'll be right back. Well, what do you suppose that was all about? The horse, you mean? Hmm. That Indian looked so funny. I thought he looked frightened. A valuable animal like that shouldn't be running around loose. Oh, come on, darling. I I want to see the rest of the house. Um, this... Oh, look at this kitchen. It's... It's huge. Hey, you're going to walk right inside the closets. Boy. Hey, your Uncle Bush Hyatt was no teetotaler. I'll say that for him. <laughs> Get the ice, honey, and I'll see if I can find some glasses. Mm. There's enough liquor here to last the whole winter. Who are you staring at? That horse again. Hmm? Look through this window. <gasps> it's heavenly. Oh, Jeff. Boy, Joe Purdy's sure deep in conversation with those Indians. They're kind of a solemn-looking lot, aren't they? No, I don't, uh, I don't think I would exactly call this place heavenly, honey. Hostile seems a better word. You don't like it. Oh, Jeff, give it a few weeks' trial and... Look, it's beautiful, Kate, but... Oh, I guess I'm just tired. Oh! Hey, we're well, in the kitchen here, oh, getting it all together. What do you have? Bourbon or scotch? Oh, bourbon. Bourbon's fine. I haven't found the soda yet. Well, tap water be all right? <laughs> Never mind the water. Uh, I'm going to ask you folks to uh, put me up for the night. Oh, wonderful. Oh, sure. Wonderful. Well... Here's to a happy life in Antelope Valley. Cheers, Joe. Cheers. You don't mind if I call you that, do you? (laughs) Of course not. Everybody does. Well, I, uh, I have to ride out behind the hills tomorrow. Oh, why? There's a job to do back there. Nasty job, too. The ranch hands asked me if I'd do it. Why don't they do it themselves? Well, they can't. There's something to do with their religion. Oh, and by the way, I want to talk to you about that. You got the best cow hands in the state. Now you'll get along just fine if uh, if you respect their ways, their religion. What is their religion? Well, as near as I can figure, the Indian lives in a different world from us. He lives in a world of spirits. <laughs> Where we see a cloud, he sees a spirit. Where we hear the wind, oh, that's animatism. Well, I wouldn't know about that. But the important thing is not to rile those spirits. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll drink to that. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'd advise you to be. Because, well, I've seen some mighty strange things in my time. And now about that horse. 
uh, Palomino. Now, how about that? Now, is it ours or isn't it? Well, I figure it isn't. You see, anything the lightning god has touched belongs to him. You mean the horse was struck by lightning? Hmm. It didn't hurt her. One of those freak accidents. But now she belongs to the lightning god. He'll strike down anybody who tries to take what is his. Hmm. So, uh... Leave her alone, okay? Oh, come on. That's nonsense. Plain superstition. It's what they believe. Well, Kenneth doesn't go for this rubbish, does he? He seems like an educated man. He was a track star at UCLA. Almost made the Olympics. But Ken is an Indian. I see. All right, now look, let's get this straight. The horse belongs to this ranch, right? And it's a valuable animal, isn't it? I reckon so. Now, you're saying that I can't keep her, can't even sell her because of some whammy that somebody's put on her? I'm saying you won't go near that horse if you know what's good for you. But that's crazy. Now, don't be so sure. Well, you don't believe this drivel, do you? I don't believe it, and I don't not believe it. Well, that horse is going back into the barn. It's ours, and I'm keeping it. You take that attitude, and you'll be in trouble. Bad trouble. That is superstition right out of the Dark Ages. Older than that, I reckon. But it's their belief. And this would be one hell of a time to try to talk them out of it. They've got a dead man lying back in the hills to prove it. A dead man? If you're so cocksure about these things, ride out with me tomorrow when I go bury him. two men still stubbornly arguing the pros and cons of superstition to stand at her bedroom window watching the motionless stars. As one springs to sudden life and goes skimming across the sky, she makes a wish, then smiles at herself. A meteor, nothing more. What power has it to grant good fortune? Troubled, she turns to her bed and her first night's sleep in the eerie stillness of Antelope Valley. I'll be back shortly with Act Two of The Devil God. A profound stillness has settled over the remote ranch broken only by the occasional howl of a coyote. In spite of her uneasiness about the gruesome task her city-bred husband has agreed to undertake with Joe Purdy, Katie Moore has fallen into a deep sleep. She awakes with a start. Someone is moving about the room. Yes? Oh, I didn't mean to wake you, honey. I'm sorry. Oh, it's too dark. It sure is. And Joe Purdy says early he means it. I'll get you breakfast. No, no, no. We've had breakfast. Don't get up. Katie, you know where that blue cotton shirt of mine is? I think I put it... Oh, yes. Second drawer down. Okay, now. So how's the girl of the Golden West? Did, did you hear anything? No. Like what? I thought I heard hoofbeats. Talk to me about dressing gown, will you? Chilly, isn't it? Yes, there, there she is again. The Palomino. Oh, poor thing. Probably hungry. You know, Katie, this whole setup seems fishy. You mean about the horse? The whole situation on this ranch. 
After you went to bed last night, I found out the name of this guy that we're going to bury. Little Gambler. And whose father do you think he is? Kenneth Yazzie's father? That's right, our college graduates. Now, superstition or no superstition, you don't leave your father lying out where the buzzards and coyotes can get at him. Oh, Jeff, don't. I'm sorry, honey, but I tell you, I won't be surprised if we find him shot through the head or stabbed in the back. If we can tell from what's left of him. There's something phony going on. I'm not sure Joe isn't part of it. Oh, no, Jeff. Well, you take this guy's name, Little Gambler. Now, honey, you know that horse is worth a lot of money. You think there was a fight over the horse? I don't know. And I sure don't go for all this mumbo-jumbo about lightning gods and rainbow gods and spirits of death. It's too easy and out. Uh, can you see? Is that horse still there? Uh-huh. Poor thing. It needs a good currying. Uh, as soon as I'm dressed, I'm going out and putting it into the barn. And, Katie, you see that it stays there. The sun was beginning to rise as I watched Wiry Joe Purdy and my cheerful blonde husband ride out of sight. I turned to unpacking and settling into my new home. Just after midday, a sudden commotion drew me out into the yard. The barn door was open, and in the dark interior, a golden mane flashed through the air as the Palomino reared suddenly. I could make out two shadowy figures behind us. No, stop! Stop! No, don't drive her out! Stop that! My husband put the horse in the barn. She said, stay there. Now, don't let her out! Doesn't either of you speak English? wrong, Mrs. Moore? Yes. My husband put the Palomino in the barn this morning, and I caught these men trying to drive her out. I don't think so, Mrs. Moore. Oh, yes, I saw them. The horse is no good. You mean she's vicious? That's absurd. She's as gentle as a lamb. No good for the ranch. She was my uncle's horse, wasn't she? Kenneth, I'm serious about this. We're keeping her. And from now on, I want the boys to take good care of her. They have other work to do. Oh, come on. All this fuss is because she was struck by lightning, isn't it? Let's settle this once and for all. This was my uncle's ranch. Now my husband and I occupy the place that he did. Your uncle understood Indian ways. I understand, too. I know how the ranch hands feel about the lightning god, and I sympathize. But I don't for one minute believe in it, and I don't think you do. Mrs. Moore, let the horse go. Otherwise, I cannot be responsible. You don't have to be. Just do as I say. Turned on his heel and left me standing there in the blazing heat. Tears of fury stung my eyes. I watched a buzzard circling in the clear sky. Then the thought of Jeff and the grisly job he had set out to do sent a shiver through me, and I ran back into the cool ranch house. I prowled restlessly from room to room until, in my uncle's office, I came across a photograph album. Pictorial record of his days as a trader on the Indian reservation. A recent snapshot, not yet pasted in the book, fell out in my lap. On it, my uncle had written, Scheherazade, first prize, Santa Fe, 1972. It was the Palomino. I was so engrossed in the album that I, I didn't notice the change in the weather. A wind had come up and a door started banging. And I ran to fastness. And I could see the cottonwoods outside writhing in the wind. A few Indians had gathered near the corral. One of them, taller than the rest, wore a big black hat. He was pointing to the east. 
where a dark, menacing cloud hung over the hills. I felt stifled. I sat down, gasping for breath, and watched while the ugly thing spread like some monstrous growth across the sky. Shortly after sunset, Jeff and Joe Purdy returned. Honey? Oh, Jeff. Jeff, I'm so glad you're back. Not as glad as I am. What a day. Nasty chore. I reckon it gave your husband a bad turn. You better believe it. You look exhausted, darling. Aren't you coming in, Joe? No, no, I'll just return our ponies to the corral, and then I gotta get on my way. Mm. I want to keep ahead of that storm, at least till I cross the little yaki. You'll excuse me, Mrs. Moore? Oh, of course. Oh, goodbye, goodbye, and thanks, Joe, for everything. So long, Joe. I'll see you soon. Sure, sure. I'll keep in touch. Oh, Ken, yeah. take these ponies. I've got to get going. Okay. You'll make it if you hurry, Joe. So long. Oh, come on in, darling. Yeah. <sighs> Those cow ponies are tough little animals. I don't think anything else could have made this trek. It was rugged, huh? You'd never believe it, honey. I'll say this for the lightning god when he sets out to do a job. That bolt must have hit the Indian in the head and spun him right around. His face was like melted. Oh, even his moccasins were split. And the funny thing, his blouse was untouched. But the sleeves were gone. Apparently went up in smoke. And the flesh on his arms was peeled to the wrist. Do you think it really was lightning? Oh, no question about it. Freak accident. Strange how often people use that word about lightning, hmm? Freak. Yeah. You have to see it to know why. I mean, it looks... It looks deliberate. You know, like two guys are in a boat and one is struck by lightning and killed and the other one isn't touched. You know what I mean? Mm. The Indians think it's malicious spirits. Chindi, they call it. Well, it's nonsense, of course, but... I tell you, standing alone with Joe out there in the desert... Well, it was funny, but... It was like I could feel a, a presence. I kept looking over my shoulder. I told Joe, and he said, Yep, Chin D. That's the death devil, Chin D. Jeff. All right, look, honey, I was darn glad to get away from there. It's getting dark. That evil presence was... I better put on some more lights. Where, where's the light switch? By the front door. Oh, oh, yes, mm -hmm. Come on in the kitchen, dear. I've got a good, rich beef stew on the stove, and you'll feel better when you've eaten. Mm -hmm. What was the scenery like back there? In sky, sand, and sagebrush. The handiwork of Chindi. Storm. My goodness, it's black outside. I tell you, I wouldn't want to be Joe Purdy driving back to town now. Lightning, isn't it? Scary, but beautiful. Lit up the whole hill. The Indians say it was little gambler's fault. His fault that lightning struck him? Mm -hmm. They say he rode a horse that fire from the sky hit last year. The Palomino? That's right. And he knew the lightning god gets mad if anybody takes what's his. You know, Katie, I'm afraid we're going to have to give her up. Oh, no. She's a jewel, a prize winner, you know. And she's been so neglected. It's awful. Uncle Bush was very proud of her. How do you know? Well, I found a picture.
bedroom standing beside her the day she took first at some horse show. Well, we can't keep her. Jeff, you're not going to let them drive her away. Honey, there are forces around us that we don't dare contend with. Jeff, what are you talking about? You know it's superstition. It's easy to say that here in this cozy house. But out there... In those bleak, burning dunes, I tell you, Katie, there was something. I could feel it. I feel it now. That was a close one, wasn't it? Yes. Sheet lightning and sport lightning. I'm going out and open the barn door. Jeff, Jeff, you're not. Not in this weather. I won't let you drive her, drive her out in, in, into this weather. What's the matter with you? You said yourself this is nonsense. It's bringing us trouble. Bad trouble. I can feel it coming like a hot wind. You've been out in the hot sun all day, and Joe Purdy has hypnotized you with this... Joe says the ranch hands will all leave if we try to keep her. Let them. We'll get others. They have good jobs here, and good jobs aren't easy to get these days. Look, honey, this morning I felt the way you do. But damn it all, you haven't seen what I've seen. That Indian looked like he'd been scalped. I know, I saw it. I'm not just talking. Now, we've got to get rid of the horse. Jeff, listen to me, dear. If we give in now, we'll lose all authority. You know, I had an unpleasant scene with Kenneth earlier. He was very rude. We can't start out that way. This taboo, or, or whatever it is, is stupid and barbaric, and we're not going to yield to it. Uh, I'm going to make some coffee. Stay away from the sink. That's not superstition. The pipes form a perfect ground for the lightning. You mean I can't even run water for coffee? Not until the worst of the storm is over. Now, it's heading for us right now. Joe was telling me that before lightning strikes, you can sometimes feel an electric charge run through your body. You feel your hairs rise. It's the hand of Chin D. Then you're probably going to be hit, and the only thing to do is drop flat on the ground and pray. Oh, flat. The lights. Oh, hit a power line, I guess. Well, what do we do? Now, just keep calm. Lights will probably go on again. Awfully dark. Have we got a flashlight? Yeah, but it's in the car back in town. Matches? Not since I quit smoking. Got to be some candles around here. I saw some this morning. I remember now. I was putting things in the kitchen closet. I know where they are. There must be matches there, too. I'll get them. Let's see now. It's over here past the sink. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're in the back on the third... Ah! Hey! struggles against the sudden rush of his own superstitious fear. But one man's superstition is another man's firmly held faith. And perhaps the only safe conduct through the uncertainties of this valley of shadows is a healthy respect for the beliefs of others. Common courtesy or common sense should teach us that. If not, the powers that be find harsher ways to bring the lesson home. I'll return shortly with Act Three. An unfamiliar house, a wrong step, and a headlong plunge into black emptiness. Katie Moore lies dazed and frightened on a rough cement 
Are you all right? Mm -hmm. I think so. Don't try to get to me, Jeff. Wait. I'll see if I can get up. Oh! Oh! Are you hurt? Mm. I don't know. Yes, I... I think I fell down.
black hat. He's a medicine man. He says Chindi is very angry now. He says tonight Chindi will take all Antelope Valley for his own. Ken, no! Ken, I'll go! Ken, come back! Has he 
out. But they can make it slowly. Thank God. Ken. Yeah? Ken, I want to thank you for what you did. I know what it meant. It's all right. Look, we were wrong, Ken. We we behaved badly. But when you've lived all your life a certain way and believed certain things, it's just hard to... Everything we owned out west. 
It was beautiful. Mary and I drove out there once. It was all too big for me, all too, well, too much. The Connecticut is more cozy. Yeah. Well, I'll be getting along. I want to see Jeff. There's something I should tell him about that tree. Uh, tell Mrs. Murchison. I'll be over to see her as soon as I get settled. Well, if we can help, just let us know. And... What was that? Hmm. Sounds like he fell the tree. Uh, uh, he wasn't going to chop it down. Jeff! Jeff! <laughs> you, you all right, Jeff? Jeff! Mr. Murchison, oh. look! Now go oh. back. Call the police. Oh. Tell them to send an ambulance. We can't move that tree, just the two of us. Now, quick, girl, quick. Send oh. the Hesse boys. They're working on the fence. Oh. I'm coming, son. Oh, help. Oh. Mr. Murchison, help me. Lou Hesse will be here in a minute. We'll oh. try to move the tree off you. I don't know what happened. I, I just tapped it. I, I was coming to tell you, Jeff. It's, it's rotten all the way through. Oh. You see, that tree was struck years ago by lightning. Jeff Moore is in a wheelchair now. Nobody knows just why. The doctors say he suffered no permanent injury when that tree fell. But sometimes late at night, when she hears the wind rising, the rain beginning to fall, Katie's thoughts go back to Antelope Valley and Kenneth Yazzie and the Palomino. And she wonders. I'll be back shortly. A word. A word we use to explain what we cannot explain. Our cast included Ruby D, Mandel Kramer, Leon Janney, and Guy Sorrell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 Weight Loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com.